today. I got a couple announcements. I'm going to let them get right back up. Thank you to Lauren Moore, to Austin. I know he helped Leslie Stone and Angie Stone, who was a guest speaker yesterday, and um, that was for the mother-daughter brunch. And so I want to pop a couple uh, pictures up for you guys. We had a pretty good group there. Let's do another one. There's a great group there of ladies. I think we had about 80 people that showed up for that event. So that was awesome. Nothing but good things. Also, go ahead and keep flipping there. This is from last weekend, Sparkle Women's Conference. And uh, this is our group of ladies that went to that as well. Janice was taking the selfie, if you can see over her there. And uh, <laughs> so at our women's ministry, you guys have been having too much fun. All right. Starting next Sunday on Mother's Day, we will begin selling raffle tickets for Kate's as a women's ministry fundraiser. The tickets are going to be $1 each. We did this 
a few years back, and ever since then, people have been asking me, Pastor, when are we going to sell cakes again? You people love eating around here, and I do too. And so we raised a, quite a bit of money and, uh, for that, and it was fun in the process of just drawing every week. And I'll announce the type of cake the week before the first drawing. So that means that um, I think this coming Sunday I'll, I'll announce. Is that right, Sandra? This coming Sunday I announce? All right. And then the first cake drawing is going to be on May 21st. All right. So get ready for that. Also for Mother's Day next week, I want you to know, be here. There will be a drawing for gifts. Uh, that we do this every year, and so excited about that. But you have to be in attendance, obviously, to get those. We're not putting them in the mail for you. Graduate recognition will also be Sunday, May 28th. Graduation information needs to be turned in next Sunday to Dylan or Hillary, our youth pastors. Uh, so do that if you could. I want to open in prayer. Pray for me. Uh, play for me there. Uh, Susan, as I begin to pray for us today, I want us to continue to pray for the Riddle family. I don't where is she at? There's Melissa right here. It was her mother-in-law this past week that passed away, Val Jean Riddle. So our prayers go out to this family this week for strength and comfort. We also want to continue prayers for Benny Morton, who has cancer, that God would touch and bring healing to him. It's lung cancer, and so he needs a real touch from the Lord today. There's many other requests. We won't name them all, but we will open in prayer today. We're going to ask God to help these individuals, these families, and we're going to ask God to bless this service. Lord, today we come in, in your mighty name, Jesus, and we are asking you, first off, for the requests that have been given in today, Father, for the Riddle family, that you would be with them and bring a just a comforting spirit in this time of loss that they are dealing with, Lord, only you understand in the way that what they're dealing with and so we're asking you today to reach down to them and strengthen this whole household we pray for benny lord for healing for our brother in jesus name we know that cancer isn't a match for you so today we're asking let your will be done in his life bring healing and and we will praise you for it lord today we ask you to touch this service we ask you to open up our hearts open up our minds let us not be closed-minded. Let us not be like that field that was hard when the seeds were thrown out there. They, did, they weren't able to, to sprout. They weren't able to bring forth life. But when it came upon a field that was fertile, that had, been, that had been cultivated, that had been broken up, and those seeds fell into that fertile ground, they began to give off fruit. They began to give off vegetables. They began to give off whatever they were to give off. But Lord, the point is fruition happened. And so today, do that with us. Open us up for your word. Open us up, and as we hear it today, let something go off in our hearts. Any hardness in us, remove it today. Break us down. Humble us down. Let that ground and that soil become fertile and prepared to do something great for the kingdom of God. Speak to us today. We have to hear from heaven. You're our only hope. Touch us, we pray. In Jesus' holy name. If you'd like to, we can stand together. Have you come to bless the Lord? Amen. Let's lift him up together. Put our hands together. Come, let us worship our King. And come, let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. 
another glimpse of glory we sing once more worthy 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 lord forever forever come on sing it with us worthy 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 lord another glimpse of glory
this morning we have a family in our congregation that's hurting. Little AJ needs a touch from the Lord. I think we need to bind together and believe Jesus for her. If you can, stretch your hand this way and let's pray for her parents and for her and for their home and for whatever they need. Dear Heavenly Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. We're going to pray for Ben. He wants to have a special prayer this morning, so let's do that before we get into the Word. Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this family. We speak healing over Benny's life today. This cancer, we rebuke it in the powerful name of Jesus. There is nothing, nothing more powerful than your name. And so today, with authority and with faith, we speak it over his life. We speak healing. We declare healing. For, Lord, your word has promised these things, Lord. So today we stand together in faith that we're two or three touch and agree. On any one thing, it shall be done. Go to Benny's house. Go to where he's sitting right now. And let him feel the touch of the Holy Spirit in his life today. In the name of the Lord, I thank you for doing it, Jesus. We believe. We believe. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Can we give Jesus a hand clap of praise today? Amen. If you have your Bibles in the book of Matthew, chapter 15. Let's begin with verse 21, and I want to read through verse 28. I do feel that I have a word for us from the Lord today. It's a very familiar passage that you may have read many times in your Bibles. If you haven't, then guess what? I'm about to read it to you. As you can see, one of the topics today is going to be some bread. 
the closer it gets to lunch, sitting back there playing the bass, I caught a whiff of it and my stomach is growling. So just thank the Lord I didn't eat it before I gave the illustration. I can't make any promises after church. But for now, the bread is safe. I want to go to verse 21. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. Now, I've read many passages that speak of being demon-possessed. I do know that Legion is a story infamous for demon possession. Over 2,000 demons. I have never seen quite the wording that is used here, but she says my daughter is severely demon-possessed. So she was having some major issues with this demon inside of her. But he answered her not a word. Did everybody just hear what I read to you this morning? I want you to grab that. But he answered her not a word. And then his disciples came and urged him saying, Lord, would you just send her away? For she cries after us. That's a.k.a. this woman is getting on our nerves. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Is everybody still here in the text that I'm reading? We're in the same Bible, right? Just making sure. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. All I can say is, Wow. That's powerful. That is powerful. Then Jesus answered. It even impressed Jesus that he answered and said to her, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Can somebody say amen to God's word today? Mm, thank you, Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you what. I just want to preach on the power of a crumb. I know some of you are sitting here saying, Lord, I hope he's breaking that for communion or something. <laughs> the power of a crumb. Now, I'm going to give you big crumbs today. But in reality, if I use crumbs the way that we typically see crumbs, you couldn't see it. Am I right? Maybe, maybe, maybe we could drop one on the stage. Anybody, can you see it? Is the blinding light blinding you? You can't see that either? There it goes. That's a crumb. Crumb's tiny, but today, for illustrative purposes, um, this is our crumb. The power of a crumb. Now, here is a woman, and I'm going to give you problem number one. There's four different problems that I see reading this text right off the bat. Problem number one is this is a Canaanite woman. Now, that may not mean much to you, but the Canaanites were absolutely the enemy of Israel. They are the most hated group of Gentiles in the region. All right. For years and years, they have been a thorn in the side of God's people, Israel. This is why they were looked down upon. They are wicked. 
They are paganistic people. That means they will, they will worship any idol. Just bring it to them. They'll worship the speaker. They'll worship this little fake tree over here. They'll worship this stand. Whatever they can find to worship, they will worship. They are pagans. They are also a group of people that have taken their children, have put them on fire, and sacrificed them to their dead gods. No wonder these people are looked down upon. She is also a Syrophoenician woman. What does that mean, Pastor? That means that this is like the capital of pagan religion. She is living in the middle of capital city of paganism. But this lady has a daughter that is demon-possessed. She has been dealing with this for some time. Apparently, she is severely demon-possessed. And she comes to Jesus, and she begins to cry continually, continually. Please help my daughter. Not a word. Please help my daughter. Not a word. Please help my daughter. Not a word. I could do this for 30 minutes. Y'all ready? Please help my daughter. I want you to grab the point. How irritating it's got to be when somebody won't shut up. But she would not shut up. They could not shut her down. She continuously, repetitively is saying, hey, I need a miracle. I need a miracle. But her first problem is that she's a Canaanite. Problem number two is that Jesus ignored her. Doesn't say anything to her. Has that ever happened to you? Don't everybody shout at once today. I'm going to preach to you. Has it ever happened to you? When you cry out to God, but God doesn't answer? Have you ever got down on your knees burdened and depressed and you got down and said, God, I need it now. But you didn't hear a word from heaven. You needed a miracle and you prayed, God, give me my healing. But the miracle didn't come. It's as if God is not even listening. It is as if you are ringing the prayer bells of heaven and you feel like heaven's answer all you get is a busy signal. I listen to the radio sometime and they say, I don't care what it is. It could be something I don't even like. Free sardines for a year. I don't care. If it says call this number and you're the 20th caller, you can win. I'm calling. <laughs> if I don't like sardines, I'll sell them on eBay or Facebook Marketplace. I will turn that trash into money because that's how I roll. But here we have, and I want you to see this. I want you to see this. I, I, I was riding down the road the other day, and, and I heard that, and I started calling, calling, calling. And it rung, and it rung, and it busy, busy, busy. Every time I called, I never got a ring. I did it like 30 times. But guess what I did? I finally gave up because I knew somebody else had already won. This is the way I feel when I pray sometimes. I feel like I call God, and I ask God for specific things, and all I hear is a bah, bah. Bah, and I try, oh God, I got to call one more time. And I call again. Bah, bah. This is where this lady is. The answer is not there. That is her problem number two. This is a desperate woman wailing and crying. Can't you hear her wailing? And she says, please help my daughter Jesus. Please help my daughter Jesus. Please. Problem number three is I've got disciples here. We'll call them the deacons. Can I call them the deacons? I've got the deacons over here. I've got the pastor that's ignoring the lady. I've got the deacons that are saying, Pastor, can we just send this lady away? She's getting on our nerves. We're tired of hearing her cry. This woman is, 
if she had been the modern-day church member, right, she would have said to herself, this is the coldest church I've ever been in. I said, hey, to the pastor, he watched me walk by and didn't say a word. I went to one of the deacons to complain, and the deacon said, you're out of here, honey. This is the picture. I'm trying to paint the picture of where this little lady is. She is desperate. And everybody is ignoring her. Everybody is wanting to send her away. Somebody said, I don't believe that. Jesus wouldn't do that. Those disciples wouldn't do that. I just read the text to you. They did. And they did it on purpose. Oh, God. If she had been a modern-day church member, she would have done what I would have done. I would have said, I am leaving this place, and I am not coming back. The woman came to church wanting her miracle. She needed a miracle, but she was in the wrong church. That's how this little lady felt. But see, when I begin to look at the history of what's going on, I begin to understand that this lady already knew she had no right to the blessing. She was a Syrophoenician woman that was a Canaanite lady. Looked down upon. There is nothing Jesus owes her. She is frowned upon by society. People around don't care that Jesus is ignoring her. It's not going to make the daily news. Nobody cares. The deacons can mistreat her. It doesn't matter. The members can mistreat her. It doesn't matter. She knows she's not from the right background. She doesn't have the right mama. She doesn't have the right daddy. She knew she had no right through her bloodline to command or even to demand a blessing. Because if you were a Gentile, especially a Canaanite, you were considered a Anybody? This kind of preaching make y'all nervous. Y'all didn't know your Bible said this stuff? You dog. If I look at you people and you walk by this morning, I say, you dirty dog. I don't like the way you looked at me while I was preaching. And I walk on about my way. What are you going to do? You ain't getting no more of my tithes. I'm leaving this church. And I'm going to let everybody know how you treated me. Because that's how we function. But this dog, just process that for a minute. This is culture, folks. This is the law of Moses stuff that we're dealing with. This is who they are. This is what they are known by. It is culturally, listen to me. There are some things today that this culture says that I was not allowed to say. Or I would get my butt spanked. I still don't use some of those terms because I know in my generation, when I was a kid, those were very derogatory terms. But nowadays in modern culture, there's things that you kids are saying, you teenagers in here today, that my generation could not say. But it is now culturally accepted. Back then, it is culturally accepted that you can call a Gentile a dog. That's what Moses' law teaches us. But when he called her a dog, instead of getting mad, she latched on to that one word, dog. She didn't say, what did you call me? She didn't go redneck on him and say, you want to fight, man? 
She grabbed a hold to one word dog and guess what she did? She got a little crumb of truth and she grabbed a hold of that little tiny crumb. She recognized it and said, that's all I need. <laughs> he called me a dog. Thank the Lord he recognized who I am. He called me a dog. He sees me. Other people don't. He just spoke to me. I kept, oh my God, the power of a little crumb. Now for us, we ain't getting too excited about it. But see, I'm the type of person I put myself in their shoes. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, this is powerful. This is great. Because she was thinking, all I have is one crumb. But Lord, let me bring a counter back to you. It even stunned Jesus a little bit in his flesh, I believe. When she looked at him and said, I may be a dog. But even dogs. We'll get down on their knees and they will crawl and they will get the crumbs that are falling from their master's table. Does anybody in here have a dog? I got two of them things. And let me tell you something, honey. I got one, man, you could literally shock her, make her cut a flip and she'd still beg for this crumb. She's a dirty, low-down dog. But if I ever drop it, I might as well get over it. That's her crumb. If she has to fight, if she has to slide and break one of her legs to get to the crumb, she's going to get to the crumb. See, I think we have become so spoiled rotten that we feel like God owes us something as if we are some kind of great Christian. This great creator, he owes me something. All right, I need a blessing. Oh, I'll just take this whole loaf. You know, I'm a Christian. I've been in church my whole life. My daddy's a preacher. My mama, my grandma, you should have heard her pray. I'm going to grab a hold to a loaf. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. We don't just deserve the loaf. I'm happy when heaven drops me a crumb. Because a crumb is all that I need. This is so powerful. I get so excited, man. I can just see this little lady. She is so excited right now. I don't have to have what is on the table. I don't have to feel like your disciples that feel like they are they are owed the bread. Or the Jews that think because I'm a Jew, I can just get the whole loaf. No, no, no. I just want this one crumb. And if I can get a crumb of your word, and if I can take that crumb back to my daughter, I know my daughter will be set free. Jesus, help me today. Now, when, when you read verse 24 over here, but he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, I wouldn't have been surprised if Matthew would have, would have penned it this way, that when Jesus said this, she turned and she walked away. But the lady was too stubborn. I'm telling you, when you get to a place of desperation, you will do whatever it takes to get the attention of Jesus. You'll pray a little longer if you have to. You'll push the bread back and you'll fast a little if you have to. But when you really get desperate for 
her crumb. Honey, you'll do whatever it takes. And here goes this little lady. She's like Jacob of old. She's like Israel of old. When the, the, the Some say it was the Lord that he was fighting with. Others say it was an angel. I believe it was Jesus. I believe he had a divine encounter with the Lord himself when he fought with him that day. But the angel said to him, let me go for the day breaketh. What did Jacob reply? I will not let you go unless you bless me. There is something to be said for people that will not let go of God until God gives them their breakthrough. There is something to be said of a woman that when they say you're a dirty dog, it's time for you to go back home. But she said, I ain't going nowhere until I get that crumb for my daughter and my miracle comes. I am not leaving help me Jesus there is something oh the power of a crumb all she has is a crumb yet when she gets back to her daughter there's enough power in this crumb there, the, the one word she got yes the word dog that word right there it was enough that she said there is my ticket I am riding into a miracle on one word dog and she rode into the presence of Jesus she got her miracle she gets this one crumb she goes back to her daughter I'm telling somebody today that the word of God it is the bread of life it is all that you will ever need. Give us this day our daily bread. The word is what we need. Can I tell somebody today, all you need is God to speak one word. All she needed was dog. All you need to hear is mountain move. All you need to hear is peace be still. All you need to hear is devil come out. One crumb did it for that lady. And it will do it for you. There was enough power in one crumb to literally drive the devil out. And it's interesting, Jesus didn't even show up at her house. He just gave her the crumb, let her go her way. That very hour, her daughter was healed. If there is so much power in a little crumb, how much power is in the whole loaf? God, I feel like preaching today. They're not getting it, Brian. They're not getting it. They have, some of them haven't grabbed it yet. If there is power in one, thus saith the Lord, how much power is in there in hundreds or thousands. It's like taking the loaf and you break it up into a thousand little pieces and spread it all out. That is the power of the word, the bread of life. I'm telling somebody, your miracle, your miracle you've been waiting on, all it takes is one word from the Lord and you can have that miracle that you've been waiting for. How much more? If God would give to the dogs, how much more will he give to his sons and his daughters that believe in him. This lady got a devil chasing experience. One crumb. But we have more than one crumb. We are better than dogs. We're living in grace. We are now have been given the power to be called sons and daughters of God. What do we mean when we say God, it's not God's will to heal me? Or, or maybe the question do you know if it's God's will to heal me? It's not healing, it's not just 
physical. It can be other forms of healing that we need in our life, right? Everybody know what I'm talking about. Hurts. You need healing. But even when we talk of physical healing, because oftentimes that's what the Bible deals with, and sometimes it was demon-possessed people that were literally maybe, maybe even dealing with bipolarism, maybe dealing with depression, maybe they were suicidal, I don't know, but psychological things that are going on in their head that they're struggling with, and Jesus loosed them and set them free, right? When I read about healing, this is what the Bible said. 184 times the Bible said that Jesus or the apostles healed people. Three times the Bible said Jesus healed them all. That means everybody in the house, it was, they were healed. Isn't that powerful? Not one person left that was not healed. Think of this. Only three times in the Old and the New Testament does it say that somebody was not healed. You mean you are going to side on the percentage of the three who didn't get healed from the 184 verses that I read that they did? If you, uh, listen, listen. I, do you realize what that gives you? That gives you a 98% chance of a miracle. The odds are in your favor. All you got to do is access the crumb. Because healing, according to this story, is the children's bread. He said it is not right for us to give the children's bread to the dogs. What is the children's bread? It is healing for our body. I'm talking financially God can heal you. I'm talking emotionally God can heal you. Psychologically, physically God can heal you. Whatever you need, your heavenly father is not just ignoring you. There's a purpose. He hears you. He knows where you are. He has not left you. Just keep on calling on his name. I'm, I'm going to leave you with this. I got to hurry. One crumb of his word can deliver the whole house. The word dog isn't particularly a holy word, but when Jesus speaks it, she grabs it. It is enough. It is enough. Just one crumb, one scripture, one moment. But all of God's miracles start out with a crumb. Sometime we want the big things to happen. But sometimes God says to us, you don't need the big thing yet. You just need a crumb. I'm stepping out by faith on the word of God. If you will hold on to the crumb that God gave you long enough, eventually you will get the whole loaf. I feel like Jesus was testing this lady. How will she respond? And I think sometimes that is what God is doing to us. He is testing us to see how we'll respond. If God gives me a little bit, am I going to give him praise and say, thank you, God, for the crumb? And then God says, I'm going to give you another. Lord, I don't deserve it. Thank you for this other crumb. If I will be faithful. God continues to... Now, if I'm going to be a spoiled, rotten brat and be a spoiled, rotten child of God and say, you mean that's all that I deserve? You mean that's all? That's the only prayer you've answered? No wonder God doesn't give you anymore. You 
deserve anymore. But to those that are thankful for the crumbs like this little lady and understands the power of one word, eventually God says, look here. Here you go, son. Take it all. Your dream has come true. That thing that people said you'd never do, here it is. Now you take it and you go and you win the world for me, son. Here goes everything that you, all your provision, it is provided. Here goes the loaf. That's the way God works. When I started preaching, I was living off crumbs. I went to a church. They couldn't afford to pay anything, hardly. They really couldn't. And I knew they couldn't. We traveled back and forth to that first church. Little church. I got about eight people showing up to come hear me preach. <clears throat> I get up there. I preach to my eight people as hard as I'm preaching to y'all today. They're paying me $325 a week. Yay me. But you got to understand, I'm driving, what, honey, 45 minutes to get there? 45 minutes, hour and a half or something a day, I'm driving just to get to this little church. I'm like, man, this is crazy. This is in the boondocks. There's really not much hope for growth here. <clears throat> By the time we left, we had about 38 people. Man, that was a miracle. That means the church grew four times the amount that it was. Now, when I came, I don't even think they were bringing in $325 a week to pay me. And that's what the deacons pointed out very quickly. Well, we can't sustain this. We don't even bring that in a week. I said, but you can have faith. God will provide. The first week, we brought in about $1,200. Doesn't seem like much for that little church. We were living large. A little crumb. One day, I walk through the door. A deacon meets me and says, Pastor, we need to talk at the church. Now, this isn't Church of God structure. This is an independent church, meaning they can do whatever they want to do. Pastor, we need to talk. Well, who's giving you this authority? I got the authority, right? So, well, sir, we got to talk. Uh, we can't afford to pay you that anymore. Why can't you afford to pay that anymore? The tides are better than they've ever been. We're bringing $1,000, $1,200 a week. What you mean we can't afford to pay it? The bills haven't went up. We're not doing anything. We're doing great. We just can't afford to pay it. So my response is what any natural person would say. What, what, what do you think we can afford? Well, we can afford 75 a week. Anybody know what I said? You can have this crumb and you can... No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I walked out the door. I got in the yard. I got super spiritual. Took my shoe off. Did like that. I don't even care if they're watching right now. I beat that thing, knocked the dust off, said, I'm done with this place. One of my best friends said, you should have took your shoe as you were driving mine, threw it at the front door. I, I said, no, the shoe costs too much. I shook the dust off. I drove off from that place. But after a while, guess what God did? He said, you were faithful. You went through that mess. Here goes another crumb. And what I'm trying to tell you is when you start off small, don't ever despise the start of small things because God is going to give you better and God is going to give you more. The best for you is yet to come. God keeps dropping those crumbs. And here I am today. And I ain't going to lie to you, sometimes right here at Gap Hill, I feel like God gave me 
a loaf. If I don't have a loaf, all right, I at least have half a loaf. What I'm telling you is the favor of God in your life. You've got to be willing to take your crumb and eat it. Even if the crumb isn't what you wanted. Even if the crumb is discouraging. Even if people are casting you down. Even if people are talking about you. Even if you feel like you're not going to make it. You just hold your crumb and say thank you God for what you've given me. God is going to bless you. The power of a crumb. I'm close, and I ain't even finished with half my notes, but I'm done. Come to the piano, wherever, one of you. Just, just, just make me stop. Sandra, make sure to clean or sweep the stage this week. I've made a mess. Your dream can come true from the power of a crumb. It takes faith sometimes to hold on to a crumb. But just because you've been delayed and you feel like you've been denied... It does not mean that it is not going to happen. Persevere in faith and a faith that says, I will not take no for an answer. Jesus ignores her. The disciples try to shut her up. She says, I'm not shutting up. I'm going to cry louder. I'm going to get the attention of Jesus. I'm going to have an experience with God. This is where it gets really good. I'm going to take this little crumb and I'm going to transfer it are y'all ready for this? to my daughter this is where it gets really good I'm going to take this faith I am going to take this word that God has given me and I am going to give it to her. I promise you she's going to eat that in like three minutes. Just bless it before you do, honey. Have communion yourself. What I am telling you, and this is what grabs me, when the daughter touches that crumb, even the devil can't handle it. It is too hot to handle. That kind of faith the devil runs from that kind of faith. The devil can't just stick around. Immediately when the crumb of faith is transferred, the demon left. See, mama and daddy, I'm preaching to you today. Are there any parents who will grab a crumb and transfer it to their daughter, to their son? Pastor, you don't understand. Listen to me, folks. I think I was a pretty good boy, all right? But the times that I walked in my house, Byron Morrison and I heard my mama praying when she was still living, and I was still living there. And I peeked my head in the door, and I stand there and listen, and she calls my name to God. I may not have understood it then, but I understand it now. She was transferring the power of faith to me. And she, oh, I feel like preaching today. God, I'm about to shout and speak in tongues and run and jump. I'm fixing to go old school independent holiness on y'all. She was speaking a word over my life. 
when I'd walk in that door, I've heard her say it. She said, Jimmy, she said, God, make a preacher, make a pastor out of Jim. Look at me. Look at me today. What am I doing? Where am I standing? It is all because she grabbed a hold to a word of God that said the anointing is upon your son. Now you speak over his life. And I'm going to take that crumb and I'm going to transfer it to him. And the same faith that you have, he's going to pour on your son. I'm telling you, there's a reason in Pentecost that Joel prophesied and Peter prophesied. Said this is not just for you. It is for your sons and for your daughters. Take it to them. I've been watching the news lately. Give me two minutes. I see these kids. They're getting guns. They're going to schools. They're shooting up kids, adults, whoever gets in the line of fire. They're shooting and killing them. In the King James Version, the word that is used is my daughter is vexed. Can I tell you this generation is vexed by the devil? We have teenagers that think sleeping around with any and everybody is acceptable because their culture says it is. We have a generation that thinks nothing of going out and getting drunk because it's a cool thing to do and going to church on Sunday and trying to act like they're spiritual. It is what our culture has given us. Vexing spirits such as pornography has filled the hearts of many today. Sex outside of marriage, alcohol, drugs, these stupid little vape thingies that I'm sick of. The vexing spirits of homosexuality. It is all vexing spirits. And it's coming after your children. Mama, if I have to beg, I will beg. Please let a crumb fall. Please. Because if I can grab that crumb, and if I can pray like my mama prayed, and if I can just transfer it to my children, if I can just give them a little bit of this, I know that that vexing spirit that is trying to get on them, it has to leave in the name of Jesus. Mama and Daddy, you are the hope of this generation. Get down on your knees. Be like a dog and say, let me get under the master's table. Let's all stand up. I know the answer today. I have a crumb. And that crumb is be loosed in the name of Jesus. I have a crumb. And that crumb is you are no longer bound by pornography in the name of Jesus. I have a crumb. And it says to me that the oppressing devil and spirit that is bombarding your mind, it is gone in the name of Jesus. There's power in a crowd. 
Brian, if you've got a crumb, you've got more today than the man with the billion dollars in his bank account. If you have got a crumb, I would rather have a crumb that fell under my master's table, a crumb of faith, than to have all the money in the world. Because when I get in trouble, my money's not going to save me. I can go to the psychologist, and my money may pay for that. But what I need more than a shrink is a crumb. And today I'm speaking to the children of faith and the children of God. And I'm telling you, if you have to crawl like a dog, then be a little humble dog. My dog ain't got a bit of pride. See, I feel like sometimes, can I just tell y'all, I feel like sometimes that crumbs from heaven are just falling everywhere. Crumbs of heaven are literally falling everywhere. But yet we, the people of God, sit there and stare at our crumbs. Thank you, Angie. Somebody said, wait a minute. I got to grab my crumb. Why would you sit there and just stare at crumbs as they're falling? Jesus is in the house today, folks. You can walk out of those doors today and you can gripe and complain and call your friend and say, man, I can't do nothing with my daughter. She's out of control. Or you can have a moment of faith today. And you can say, wait a minute. Hold on. There goes my crumb. Jesus, deliver my daughter right now. Have, have I painted a good enough picture? Have y'all got it? Everybody's got it. Then I invite you to come to the master's table. You may not have a whole loaf today. Maybe you do. I don't know. That's his call, not mine. But I promise you there's a pile of these laying around, spiritually speaking. They're all over the place. Jesus, King of Kings. Jesus, King Do you want your crumb? Do you want your crumb? What is it that you need?
standing with those who have well done, proclaiming forever that you're the one who's faithful, faithful, faithful are you, Lord. What can we give you but endless praise? The heavens roar as we shout your name. Forever, forever, forever. 
Surely the presence, y'all remember this, of the Lord is in this place. I can feel it. I can feel his mighty power and his grace. I can feel the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on these days for surely, surely. the words, sing it with us. Oh, for surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power and his grace. Oh, I can hear the rush of angels' wings. I see the Lord on each face, surely the presence, just one more time, of the Lord, this is your moment to praise Him, oh, I'm glad that surely the presence of the Lord is in this place, I can to lean in right now to his presence. Lean into his presence. Just lean in. You'll feel it. For surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power and his grace. Can you hear it? Today, Father, there are people that have made their way to this altar. They have grabbed crumbs of faith that fell underneath the table today. Show 
them how much power is in a little crumb. Show them how much power and anointing and authority and deliverance and healing, salvation is in a crumb. Yes, Lord, do what you do. You are God. Besides you, there is no God. And when I bring other gods and I try to set them up in my heart, when you come into the room, all of a sudden, like Dagon, that idol falls over, his head falls from his head, and God says the king of glory has entered in. My gosh, that could be a sermon for another Sunday. God, I honor you today. I praise you for who you are. I praise you for what you have done. I praise you for what you're about to do. We speak breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Shake hands with me, friends. God bless.